Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you're listening to this, you're listening to our Once More We're Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing Season 4, Episode 17, Superstar. Superstar. This episode originally aired April 4th, 2000. Written by Jave Effortson and directed by David Grossman. Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Every week you ask me this question, Eddie, every week, and it's a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, is it worth my time? Well, it's, I hope it is worth my time. I hope it's worth your time listening to us as well. Uh, so, Eddie, what was it like rewatching this episode for you? Uh fan favorite? Oh, I don't really know about the that, but this is this is one of those episodes that uh, makes you feel like you've missed an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does jump into it a little bit like, oh wait, did something happen Cause, last cause week? Cuz you kind of plunged into it into the like it is just the wish fulfillment uh, trope which they've used a million times on mm. the show already. Uh, but normally in those situations you you, you see kn- it happen you know yeah. what's going on but no one on the show knows what's going on and yeah. they've got to work it out uh, so they kept the audience in the dark this time so a, a little different yeah so there's no explanation and you just sort of plunged into it and it comes across as a practical joke on the audience <laughs> and if you look at the date that it was released what was it april 4th april 4th yeah, Not so it's around about April Fool's Day. Yeah. And funnily enough, something that happens on April Fool's Day every year now is that Twitter, Instagram and Facebook <laughs> all become inundated with Jonathan Day posts, like hashtag Jonathan oh, really? Day. Yep. All the Facebook groups change their change their pages to all Jonathan stuff. In honour of this episode. Um, just, just because this episode felt like a practical joke, (laughs) uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, you just get, yeah, they change all their pages to, you know, Jonathan, the vampire slayer and, Hmm. um, yeah, it's, and it's it's like for days, there's nothing but Jonathan memes and lots of people doing like member berries. Yeah. Remember when, you know, Jonathan, like Jonathan was the best character in the entire show he had remember when he was in the matrix (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah so uh, yeah so it's actually i've never i've never noticed it maybe i have seen it and didn't twig on it and didn't think anything of it so i probably will keep an eye out next for april fools which is a while away now so i'll probably forget by then uh well funnily enough funnily enough when danny strong like he won i think two emmys for mm-hmm. when he wrote that Sarah Palin movie, and oh, I yeah. just I just had this episode. I was like, eh, "Has Danny Strong done a <laughs> done a wish fulfillment uh, spell?" I think Reddit did something similar with the Data Is Beautiful subreddit, and it's usually like graphs of pie charts that of you know moving, usually animated sort of gifs of pie charts of the rate of cars being sold or something like that, mm-hmm. and, and I. I don't know. I don't know if it was April Fools. Was it April Fools this year? But everyone started posting pictures of data from Star Trek and all these beautiful <laughs> poses. And da- 
okay. Yeah, so data is the, yeah, the subreddit's data is beautiful. So all these and I'm 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 like, what the hell's going on with this subreddit? And oh, okay, yes, he is beautiful. That was it Brent Spinner, I think. Spinner? Yeah. His name is? Yeah. His followers Spinner Fems. <laughs> yes, I do remember. Spinner Fems. Spinner I like that. <laughs> and yeah, and Jonathan pretty much becomes the ultimate Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got nothing on Ray at this point. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, want to oh, see a yeah. Mary Sue. You want to Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the king of the Mary Sues. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look at Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. He very much fell into that category uh, this episode. Well, he somehow managed to have a two gay girls lusting after him and a straight guy also lusting after him. <laughs> That's an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, did you want to do that? Okay, let's get the summary out the way summary. and we'll get back to it, Eddie. When Buffy and the gang discover a nest of vampires, they turn to Jonathan Levinson, a former fellow pupil of Sunnydale High School, for help. At Giles' apartment, Jonathan examines weapons and practices hand-to-hand combat with Buffy. Willow uses a computer to find out a way to attack the vampire nest, but Jonathan finds a better way. He slays the majority of the vampires, leaving Buffy, who allowed one vampire to get past her, feeling inadequate. As they leave the crypt, Jonathan poses for pictures. While putting pictures of Jonathan up on a wall, Willow and Tara talk about the fight earlier that night and Buffy's damaged relationship with Riley. At Riley's dorm room, Buffy tries to play basketball, but she is too uncomfortable around him to let him get close. Jonathan comforts Buffy and he tells her that she is mad at Riley because he does not know her as well as she would like to know him. He tries to convince her to forgive Riley because her expectations are too high. All while, Jonathan signs autographs for overzealous fans. A new commander at the initiative has brought in Jonathan as a tactical consultant, leaving Jonathan to explain the plans to find and destroy Adam. Jonathan is aware that Adam has a uranium power source. One fan, Karen, is spying on Jonathan's house but is attacked by a demon and manages to run away. While Jonathan takes center stage as a singer at the bronze, Buffy and Riley take to the dance floor. Buffy tells Riley that she wants to move on with their relationship. Karen goes to the bronze for Jonathan and, when she is taken back to his place, describes the demon's appearance. Jonathan acts strangely when she draws a symbol she saw on the demon, which he dismisses as a harmless monster. Buffy seems unsure of Jonathan's dismissive response. Adam realizes something is wrong with the world and that Jonathan is not supposed to be popular. When two blonde girls call for Jonathan to come to bed, he drops his robes to reveal a symbol on his shoulder that matches the symbol Karen drew. On Tara's way to her dorm room, the demon attacks her. She chants a spell and escapes with her life. The next morning, Tara identifies the demon by the symbol on its head, and Buffy has even more reason to question Jonathan. Buffy stops by Xander's house and finds Anya and plenty of other things on Jonathan. Buffy questions how Jonathan could be so perfect. He is credited for all the great things that have happened in the world, starring in The Matrix, inventing the internet, and so on. Following Buffy's lead at Riley's encouragement, they look at Jonathan's swimsuit calendar to see the monster's mark on Jonathan's shoulder. Jonathan arrives and explains that he has a history with the monster, and every time he faces it, he's overcome by confusion. Buffy and Jonathan get information on the demon's location from Spike. Willow discovers that Jonathan did an augmentation spell that will make everyone adore him, but that spell had a side effect of creating a demon to balance out the positive changes to Jonathan's life. If the demon is destroyed, the spell is reversed. 
the gang has a hard time dealing with the prospect of a world without Jonathan. In a cave, Jonathan tries to prevent Buffy from falling into a pit, but the demon interrupts him. Jonathan hides while Buffy fights the demon, then runs out and pushes the demon into the pit, nearly falling in himself, but being saved by Buffy. With the demon destroyed, the world returns to normal and Jonathan is once again unpopular. Jonathan explains that he received counselling after his attempted suicide. He met another person who instructed him to create the spell. However, the boy failed to mention that the spell would produce a monster. Buffy warns him not to fix things all at once and those things can take time. Her advice to him is reminiscent of the advice he gave to Buffy regarding her relationship with Riley. The end. Yeah. Okay, so where do we start with this episode, Eddie? Well, it's definitely one of the high-concept episodes that occurs in season four. There's lots of these very different styled episodes. Uh, now, what adds to the fact that it feels like a practical joke, this episode, is that they splice in... The intro. The yeah. intro pictures of uh, Jonathan. And... I will say when I first watched this episode back in the, what is it, the late 90s, it wasn't an uncommon occurrence that TV shows would just completely change out a character or add in a character or add someone in who was never there before and just act like they had always been there. Hmm. <laughs> so, or or, that, or a, a character would just leave, and then it would never be mentioned why they'd left. Yeah, this is uh, so this is very very reminiscent of uh, is it the Rickshaw Redemption or no? What, what's the episode of Rick and Morty? It's your favorite episode. I know it is. <laughs> I can't remember the total, name of it. No, total Rick, total Rickroll, total Rickcall, yeah. total Rickcall. I think. Yeah, yeah. So. And they put in Mr. Poopy Butthole yeah, into the so credits. The, yeah, and they put Mr. So they did a Poopy Butthole intro. But really, I think Rick and Morty did a Jonathan intro. <laughs> yes. I think we have to say maybe maybe a new segment, Eddie. Buffy did it. <laughs> uh, so a good 20 years maybe or 15 years. Oh, what was this? 2000. So, oh, I don't know, 18 years, I think, prior. Yeah. Um, but that, they were sort of making fun of the uh, the uh, eccentric character that will come into a sitcom series that no one has ever seen or mentioned before, and they have all these memories of them that the audience has never seen before. Yeah. So there'd be some uncle or some cousin who would come in and have these wacky sort of shenanigans in the episode, and a character would leave, and you'd never ever see him again, and never hear from them again. Yeah, never mentioned again. <laughs> never mentioned again. Nothing. So. Um, you know, doing it, but but that intro wasn't subtle. That he was like right in there, and he and you could tell that it wasn't the same character we'd seen. Like the, all the poses he was doing, the um, it was very blue steel sort of po faces he was yeah. doing yeah, in yeah. the intro. Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? Like, it's super Jonathan. It's not nerdy Jonathan from... Exactly. It's not the Jonathan we see. And even when you see him at the end, in the final scene, he looks completely different than what you see him through the show. Like, the, yeah. the, it's amazing how... His clothes how, are just... Jokes. Well, even his yeah. hair as well yeah. as, you know, the way he talks. And it's just completely a different character than what you'd seen through the show. So, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool idea just to throw that in there. 
Although I do have one gripe with doing this. I, I feel like or maybe we can come back to this or something, but or, or, no, maybe no, we'll talk no, about no, this now. About it, it just yeah. it just seems maybe the the wrong things they did was to continue the main arcing storyline with Jonathan changing. I feel like they kind of threw a spanner in the works and make it and sort of made it didn't make any sense. The how could Jonathan be there if all these other things had happened mm. through the show, like with with uh, Faith being there and and Adam and all that stuff if Jonathan wasn't there. Yeah. I felt like maybe they could have just left that stuff out with, with Adam. No, because you need it. Well, he is the person who breaks the wall saying, hey, this is all bullshit. But I, I... No, no, no. Yeah, so so you need that Adam stuff, but that where he come, you know, when he goes into the initiative and does the little speech about the power core yeah, um, and that, that's a way to defeat him. That's actually how Buffy defeats. Yeah, him. but he probably didn't need to say that though. They could have found that out another way. Yeah, true. So, I think the whole concept of this episode is actually just to do a light-hearted episode because we've had like all, sort of these back-to-back double episodes. One that very sort of, intense. One yeah. that sort of tornadoed in all the exposition for the arc. And then another double episode where you, you had, you know, Faith pretty much come in and just cause utter chaos and destroy everything that she touched. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that, you know, went on to, you know, f- you know another two episodes of Angel. Uh, but, yeah, you had to have this episode to kind of do a light-hearted, not so heavy on your Yeah, uh, yeah, true, yeah. Uh, yeah. To kind of also let Buffy and Riley deal with their issues, because mm-hmm. that's pretty much all she does. It, all they really do in this episode is, and it, and it does kind of, it is kind of an issue later on. Uh, Riley talks to Jonathan about their issues, and Buffy talks to Jonathan about their issues, but they don't talk to each other. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> they notice, never, they didn't never, notice that. They never really work that out and it does, you know, their communication issues do become a problem down the track. Mm. Not necessarily to do with this episode. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so are you saying, uh, getting back to um, him uh, figuring out Adam's weakness, mm. is it almost he used his powers for good a little bit in some way? I don't think he ever he, – he honestly, I think he was just a really lonely, picked on yeah, – I'm not saying that. I'm saying the fact that he did this change and it actually it does create an outcome. Like there is a positive from it, the fact that he discovered his weakness. I mean, they could have worked that out maybe later, but he did for all intents and purposes. He worked it out first, I'm guessing. Well, I, I think Jonathan didn't – like he's gone into this – like this spell – he could have been anywhere. He could have done anything. And what he chose is that he didn't just want to appear to be the hero. He actually wanted to be a hero. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's why he, he doesn't hurt Buffy when, when like, he never planned on anyone getting hurt. He, you know, he doesn't hurt Buffy when she's figuring out what, what he's done. And you th- and you think that he's maybe going to do something nefarious to her as well. Yeah, you, yeah. You think when he's t- going to go to the cave that – Oh, there was and, that moment actually when she's standing on, standing on, on the cave. You yeah. think he's going to push her, but he holds he pulls her back, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, careful, you know? Yeah. So, so, so he, he's fully aware – was he fully aware of it? Yes. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think he really just wanted to be part of their group. <laughs> Can I play with you guys? <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, I, you know, they do have that little inner circle that's very, very hard to crack, pretty much. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, Jonathan becoming the main character in the story when he's at best been a reoccurring extra. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> like, like, you know, he, he really just wanted that to be part of That yellow shirt was looking pretty red at one stage. Yeah, like he he really wanted to be part of the group. Um, He wanted to be a hero. He, you know, he wanted to be friends. He wanted mm. the connection that they had. Mm. Uh. And I don't know, sometimes I think that their little inner group thing is a little bit snobby, like a bit arrogant and mm. like they don't really let, they started to let a few other people in. Yeah. Uh, Very closed off from uh, But it's only when they become people. a, they, it's only when they become a romantic partner that they're, yeah. that they're allowed in. Yeah, true. Yeah. So that that's the only way you get into that group is if you're a love interest. <laughs> you got to you got to fuck your way into that group, the Scoobies. Yeah, but I, I'm just like like don't you have like you'd have more than two friends. You'd have like like there's, you know, like they wouldn't let Amy into their little group. They wouldn't you know, Oh, they got the rat girl still, haven't they? What's yeah, it? yeah. Well, before she was a rat, they didn't they still, you know, there were certain people that have been around that they Anyway. Very exclusive click. Yeah, it's a very exclusive little click that they've got. Um, but yeah, you could tell Jonathan actually wanted to be part of it. And he, well, I also think he wanted to help fight the fight the bad guys. He, mm. yeah. Uh, oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll mention uh, Anya brings up the world without shrimp when talking about multiverses. Yeah. Uh, that becomes a reoccurring joke. Oh, does it? I didn't, yeah. didn't realise it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the joke. Yeah. So that becomes a reoccurring joke and appears in Angel. So what? What was the? What was the metaphor again about the the shrimp? What if you made a wish? Yeah. And you wished that there was a world with no shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I thought it went on a bit more than that. Then what? What was? Oh that no! Mean? It was just like you could create a new reality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Buffy was trying to say. Uh, this also introduces the idea of you can't really trust your memories. Uh, you know, and yeah, it does introduce that idea of the multiverse, and that your reality can be changed, which will become a. Bigger plot point in season five. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So alternate versions. Um, but like where your where your memories can be altered, and it can deceive you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How long would this spell have lasted? It seems like it's always doomed to fail. These spells. Yeah. Like yeah. Pretty much all of these spells. They yeah. As Adam said, they're they're unstable. Yeah. He po- he, very poignant that wasn't it? <laughs> yes. And that yeah, they always seem to just end in chaos. Yep. Um, and funnily enough, when when Adam does come into this episode, he's talking to a vampire. Mm. Uh, did you look up who who the actor was that was playing? No, no, I didn't. That vampire. Okay, I can't remember his name now. But anyway, the guy is Chuck from <laughs> Supernatural. You've never seen Supernatural. 
Chuck plays a reoccurring uh, no. is a reoccurring no. character. <laughs> don't, on sorry, don't know that show that well. Oh, you've never watched Supernatural. No. <laughs> Our next podcast. How many episodes? Um, well, that's fifteen years of <coughs> episodes, and they're all twenty-two episode seasons. You son of a bitch! No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a life. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I somehow don't think you'd. And there are some seasons that do drag a bit. Oh God! Going to drag me through that too. I, you lie! I won't drag you through that. Thank you. So, what else you got for us, Eddie? Uh, yeah. So, as I was saying before, about it was pretty much R- Jonathan giving advice to to Buffy and Riley in this episode, uh, and I think Jonathan's advice to Buffy was actually pretty poignant. I, actually, all he's, I'm surprised. As I was saying before, like he actually was did help. Yes. And in a really good way. Like but, he actually kind of has set the precedent like of, he, of, the, like of it a was few that, things. It was that thing. He didn't do anything truly evil. It was more the fact that people didn't have free will. Well, oh, free will. I mean, altering people's consciousness has got to be pretty frowned upon, I think, regardless if it's for good or bad. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. That can't be great. And then, actually, someone did get hurt. That Karen, poor Karen, got nearly uh, yeah. got uh, injured bad. And Tara he, almost did yeah, as well. Yeah, but he wasn't. It was a ramification. Yeah, of the well, it's a cause and he, effect of his actions. Yeah, so, yeah. you can blame him for that. That yeah, is his you can, fault. You can blame him, but he yeah. didn't intentionally. Yeah, well, intention's not really an excuse. But there is also... There is also the fact that there were those twins that he was possibly having sex with. Yes, that the Swedish twins. Yes. I, I did look them up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd have a feeling that, yeah, is that, yeah. Inga and, and uh, something. Elsa. Inga and Elsa. Yeah. Yes, I did look up them. Yeah. <laughs> They've been in a few shows as twins. Yeah, but I'd say that that was pretty much rape again. Then mm, that's not good, is it? They didn't really. Well, I guess they consented, but they were. They had their minds mind controlled. Yeah. So is that <laughs> almost grooming? Grooming, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I don't think what he did was good. <laughs> good for him though. But it. But on the plus side, it looks like he actually he made was, some progress. He like, was trying to do good, but it wasn't necessarily a good thing as as buffy said you can't do things in one big yeah grand gesture when it happens with good intentions mm. please continue you were saying something about best intentions <laughs> yeah um but yeah his advice to buffy was um I mean, you have this amazing connection with him and then at the one moment when it matters the most, he looks into your eyes and he doesn't even see that it's not you looking back. And Buffy, if you're, if there's any part of you that's blaming Riley for what happened, it seems like there's a part of you that needs to forgive him. Hmm. Yeah. Round of applause for that. that was very <laughs> so it was actually about the fact that he wasn't intuitive enough to notice that it wasn't her. Hmm. 
in her body. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. I mean, Jesus I, I think he's still being a bit harsh on him, though. But, yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah. Oh, he should have known. He should have realised. Yeah. Should have known. Yeah. Yeah, because he's totally aware of body swapping. Is it, I think what they have to do is that military thing, you know, the word of the day <laughs> is uh, banana or something, you know, so they know. <laughs> check in each day. Yeah, check in each day. To see whether you've been body swapped. Yeah. What's today's word? Hakuta Matata. <laughs> the safety word. Um, and I, I will give props to the set designer in this episode because this is one of those episodes where you've, if you look in the background, it's amazing what you'll find. Now, I was reading about uh, the actor. What's the actor's name again? Uh, Danny Strong. Danny Strong. And apparently they got him in one day and he did all these uh, shoots <laughs> and stuff. He had no idea what was going on. <laughs> he figured that maybe his character was going to have a little more screen time. Uh, but he had, he had absolutely no idea what the script was. And, and they were just doing constant photos with him and shoots. And uh, and he was bewildered. Like, what the hell is all this crap? Because there's uh, all these posters in the background of him, like, selling Nikes and... Um, yeah, there's even like playing basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, and, there's, and, uh, there's like a box. He's on a cereal box as well. They're called Johnny O's. Johnny. <laughs> and his book, Oh Jonathan, what was yes, it? Yes, Oh Jonathan. <laughs> so, they really went all out on that, didn't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. would like to have known what Oh Jonathan was about. <laughs> in between uh, starring The Matrix and in- inventing the internet. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, mm. writing. He managed to write a book and defeat the mayor, and yeah. Oh, and he also received that gift as well. Oh, the class. Pr- she gave him. The yeah, class she gave him the award. gift. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. very mind altering. Oh yeah, and th- those props. Yeah, it's all really great world building that they did with this mm. episode, uh, and the music goes very double o seven. Very double o seven. Uh, and all of a sudden, the bronze is a much classier place. Yeah, he cleaned it up a bit, didn't he? Yeah. They were playing some jazz, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> and they were all in, all into their jazz. Um, yeah. Funnily enough, the singer, he's not actually, like when he's singing, that's actually the voice. Toby Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Uh, it's actually the voice of Tucker. Um, the one who was who did the singing voice for Aladdin. Remember when there was the prom episode? Oh, with Tucker. I can't remember Tucker. 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 No. With the hellhounds. There you were, but going on before about how. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I hang have on. such a great memory. The prom. What happened in the prom episode? What was the prom? Tucker episode? made hellhounds, and these hellhounds went and attacked. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just I can't remember. Tucker. Tucker. Tucker, sorry. It was the guy who was controlling the hellhounds. Yeah. And you did a whole bit on him being the voice of... He does all the singing in Aladdin. Oh, did I? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, literally 10 minutes ago, you're going on about what a great memory you have. Well, I like to think I have a good memory, but uh, it's sort of coming to me now. I can picture... The IMDb page that I looked up when I said, oh, he actually did a voice of Aladdin. The singing voice. Just, yeah, the singing voice, yeah. 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 All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, at the end, 
Jonathan just seemed to be in full denial. He he didn't really think he had done anything wrong. Yeah, he it didn't. Yeah, it seemed like he wasn't really accept the responsibility or consequences for what he did. Yeah. So he just sort of rid it off. It's like, oh, I, I was trying to do the right thing and just want you to like me. And Yeah. And he's like, everybody hates me or they've forgotten. To be honest, it's probably a good thing everyone's forgotten. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. You think the initiative might be after him or something <laughs> if they remember, considering they had him like in, in, the, in the initiative, in their yep. secret base. So they might think, oh, we might need to uh, track that guy down and... Uh, Take care of him. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you haven't seen this episode, but had you had you seen this episode? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask. That's fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, and did you go down a rabbit hole? Um, I did. So apparently Al Gore did not invent the internet. Hmm. Well, so the comment th- about um, Jonathan inventing the internet may have been a reference to the fact that people seem to think Al Gore claimed to have invented the internet. I'd never heard of this before. I've never heard of this before. No. But apparently that's... I'm pretty sure it was like three different universities. Uh, well, <laughs> no one really... It's funny. When you say who invented the internet, it's kind of like saying who invented the wheel. Like it's not really... It's an evolution of different things that yeah. have become what it is, and and different people have invented different components of it as it's yeah. come to you know like the you know cars well, know, and stuff. You know, and, it is actually, yeah. I know one component. It it was just between like university campuses were using it. Yeah, yeah. To again, communicate univer- between two two universities and that crash, it didn't work. But the idea was there of um, creating a node. So you know, a, a, apparently it has been an urban myth, or people seem to believe. That Al Gore had said this though, had claimed that he invented the internet. Is not saying I'm not saying Al Gore says that he does, but people claim that he says that he does. Oh, okay. So that's does that make any sense? Yeah, again, I just people think that Al Gore thinks that he made the internet. Yeah, no one per- as you said, no one person <laughs> invented the internet. I know. However, there is a quote from him that I think has just been a little misunderstood that possibly where that came from. And the quote was, um, during my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the internet. I took the initiative in moving forward with a whole range of initiatives that have proven to be important to our country's economic growth and environmental protection improvements in our educational system. So he said created the internet. But, what he but said when in the you interview. say, but that sounded like he put in place some initiatives to grow the internet. Yeah, yeah, I think it's and to implement it into schools and 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 stuff like that, and mm. you know the um I, the like, systems I, for it. I, I didn't guess. read into that because he's a fucking politician. So all he would have done was just pencil pushed <laughs> some things together. Just written some, yeah, exactly. Just written some legislations around it. But I think people have misinterpreted that as thinking he claimed it, and as a way of a derogatory term to say, oh, Al Gore's such an idiot, he, he, he thinks he created the internet. You know what I mean? I think I think it's used in that way. Okay. Okay, he's not walking around so, saying it, or oh, his supporters aren't claiming that Al Gore, Al Gore's so awesome, he invented the internet. I think it's... Or he put some money into it being developed. He yeah. made sure it got some In development funding, for you know, it, yeah. It got some funding from the government. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's... <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not sure. How, but I, how does someone 
would take that as, uh, yeah, I suppose it's a misunderstanding. Well, it's a, it would be something like the InfoWar guys <laughs> the, would say that, oh, look at Al Gore, he thinks he made the internet, you know, what a buffoon, you know. That's I think it's taking things too literal. Yeah, I think that's why. But I, I think it's something his critics would say about him as a way of mocking him of, yeah. of how smug he. Th- this guy thinks he's so he's so great. He invented the internet. So I I think it's in that sense of uh, it being used. So um, oh, I'll just yeah. mock him for man bear pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he came back, man bear pig. There is something out there which threatens our very existence and maybe the end to the human race as we know it. I'm talking, of course, about Man Bear Pig. Um, but it just got me thinking about the internet. I mean, internet is just just so, so part of our lives. And in, in its infancy, it was so cool and underground. Like, you didn't have all the companies, all big companies now are basically internet companies. All the biggest companies are around mm. internet, whether it's Twitter or, or Netflix, you know. But these companies didn't exist 20 years ago, but the internet did. So what mm-hmm. did we do? Well, we shared a lot of files and it got me thinking about the old e-donkey and e-mule. Remember those peer-to-peer yeah. uh, file sharing places we used to use? And uh, but it was like you searched within the program and then you ha- then it sort of become torrents and you could download a torrent to peer-to-peer. But now you don't even need to do that. There's like all these dodgy streaming sites where you can watch all pretty much anything you want now. You know, and it was funny, like with um, Pirate Bay, and uh, they used to post all the threatening letters they would get from uh, uh, big companies, Microsoft and Sony, you know, to take down this site, and they would constantly re- respond with, uh, "Please go sodomize yourself with a retractable baton." <laughs> yeah, we come from the land of uh, Vikings and blonde girls. Yeah, yeah. but I, I remember getting those emails back in the day. Well, we got one recently. Remember the Dallas Buyers Club thing? Remember that? Oh, that was a while back. Yeah, remember we got a lot of people got emails I, for downloading that. You know what? Yeah, the weird thing was I don't think I even downloaded. No, it. we did. Yeah. Did we? Oh, I swear I watched it on Netflix. Netflix before Netflix. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we, before well, we had like, Netflix. No, we've had Netflix a long time. Yeah, I, I might have. It might have been one of those things. I think I might have downloaded it and then just not watched it. Mm, oops. Until it was on. Anyway, you shouldn't download. That's illegal. <laughs> Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was my little rabbit hole. The internet. There we go. I summed it all up for five minutes. <laughs> the internet. The internet. All right. Uh, just get into question time then. All right. Answer the question. Which character was your favourite in this episode, Jared? Super Jonathan. Super Jonathan? Yeah, I like Super Jonathan. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Buffy for this one. Okay. There's not There's not too many episodes where I'll go Buffy as... Really? I'm sure there's several, but anyway. If you've noticed, I've very rarely gone Buffy as a favourite okay, character. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, which character do you love to hate in this episode? Karen. <laughs> Fucking Karen. Karen. Yeah. Karen with a I K. I like that. No, I didn't know. Karen with a K. No. Karen with a K. Uh, uh, I don't know. It wasn't really anyone to hate in this a lot. Anya was extra snarky almost. Like It just seems like she just wants to be left alone. It's like Buffy comes in. She's like, oh, hi. I was like, why aren't you going away? You want to come in, I guess. <laughs> 
she just sits down reading a book and she's like looking over. She's still here. Fuck, what am I? What do I do? How do I interact with? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Mm. Okay, LOL moment. I think all the Jonathan paraphernalia was quite hilarious. Just yeah. the constant. It was just everywhere. Um, and yeah, yeah, everyone and everyone was into it. Even uh, even Riley took down his poster of balls <laughs> and put a Jonathan poster up there. Yeah. yeah. Which nicely aligned with his basket too. I have to imagine. I have to yeah, admit, uh, yeah. admit. Yeah, it looked it's quite hmm. nicely set up. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, Graham in the initiative going. It's about time they brought in the big gun, <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Jonathan walk in, and he's a good two feet tall, <laughs> smaller. Than he is tiny. Like even SMG dwarfed him a couple of times. Mm. I noticed. Like when she walked over him, like God, he must be tiny because she's. She's really small She's too. She's really tiny, yeah. Yeah. So he oh, it must be barely five foot, I think. Uh, and the other one that I thought was quite funny was uh, Xander speaking, you know, the speaking Latin in front of the books and accidentally sets it on fire. Oh, was it? Uh, a, a libro. Incindere. Incindere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Favorite fight scene? There weren't too many fight scenes in this. So. Uh, no, not really. I just went uh, Jonathan rolling around with the crossbow. I guess was probably the best f- fight scene. Just over the top and ridiculous. I think. Yeah. And unnecessary. You don't need to roll around when you fire at people. You can just stand up and do it. It's it's a lot easier. Uh yeah, I probably would have gone with uh, yeah the Buffy Jonathan monster at the end. And yeah. Yeah. As Jonathan sort of losing his abilities every time she punches the the monster, he yeah. he sort of gets weaker. Yeah, <laughs> and every time the monster punched her, he got stronger. Mm. Favorite scene? Well, I'm going to go with the intro. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's pretty. I don't think I'll ever say the intro is a favorite scene, but it really set up. You're saying to me, "Go, oh, get to watch the intro. Got to watch the intro." We always do, mind you. We never skip it. Uh, but you were very adamant that I had to only watch c- it. Only because I have to do my little, ah. Oh, God, yes. Every yeah. time. Every time. Um, after, even after they've cut out the scream. <laughs> you still do I it. I still do the oh, scream. Oh, you do the. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh. Whoosh. Uh, yes. So my favorite scene is probably Adam and I'm just going to call him Vampire Chuck. They're talking in the cave and Adam's like, these are lies. <laughs> <laughs> None of this is real. The world has been changed. It's intriguing, but it's wrong. Um, and then Adam's all like, you're under his spell, just like the others. I seem to be the only one who is not. I am aware. I know every molecule of myself and everything around me. No one, no human, no demon has ever been as awake or and alive as I am. You are all just shadows. Ooh, harsh. So, but isn't he meant to be part demon? Yeah. So wouldn't a demon side be changed as well? Be yeah. altered in some way from the spell? Mm, no, because he's aware. He's trying to say that he hasn't he hasn't been changed by yeah. the spell. Well, why not? Because uh, he is aware. Yeah, okay, right. So what, is it, what does that mean then? Uh I don't know. He just okay. wasn't affected by the spell. But he is part demon, though, haven't he? Like they have built him with, yeah, ro- yeah but s- synthetic and ro- and demonic parts, I guess, as yeah. a Frankenstein's monster. 
Yeah, so he's a little bit of everything. But yeah, apparently the that didn't work. The spell. Okay. He could see through the spell, but then you know Buffy also started to see through the spell. Mm. She realised there was something not quite right. Yeah, as she always does. Probably that uncanny valley thing where you know something's wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Least favourite scene. Uh, So was it laundry day for Riley? Couldn't wear a shirt. <laughs> He's so hairless as well. There's like just no I hair. I know, yeah. It's like I, a little Ken doll. I, I can just see him just screaming <laughs> in agony for those shots. Mm, <laughs> and he would have, every had, he single, would have been would have been doing loads of push-ups beforehand. And every single blade of hair was taken off that hairy chest. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, in his room shirtless. I don't know. It just seemed unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favourite scene, probably... Buffy's friend. It's it's hard seeing all of Buffy's friends had such little faith in her. Like they're all. They just, always do, though, don't they? It's nothing really new, is it? Oh, uh, just more than normal. <laughs> like when they're all horrified by the fact that she was the one that called the meeting, they weren't really listening to anything that she said. And then it wasn't until Riley, the man, goes, "I've gotten to know this girl, and you should listen to her." Mm. It wasn't until Riley said something that they they were like, oh, okay, maybe she's on to something. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, mm. it's not until Riley, yeah, supported her. You yeah. go, girl. I believe in you. Go get him. <laughs> go get him, Tiger. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just a little bit of misogyny thrown in there for. Yeah. Well, that's everyone doing that. But that, but they always do that with her anyway. They always question her. It seems that, to happen a that's, lot. That's like questioning someone is one thing, but they had no faith in faith in her whatsoever. They were pretty much like, "Oh, you're crazy." And what was the episode when they had the party at her house after she? Oh, just, that uh, was different because she had just run off and hadn't been in contact with anyone. Like she'd done something pretty. Yeah, it seemed like no one was very supportive of, of her then. Yeah, but it was also I think the other time the other time where it was also really infuriating is I think the episode Ted. Yeah, with the, yeah, her mum not believing her. Yeah. Uh, but no, but her friends didn't believe her either. Mm, yes, and them too. Yeah. <laughs> like another situation where no one believed what she was saying. Anyway, um, favorite quote. Uh, so mine comes from Giles. I think we're going to have the same I one. I think you have the same one. So Buffy says to Giles, Giles, do you have a Jonathan swimsuit calendar? He says, <laughs> no. Pauses. Yes. It, it was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is also a Giles one and it's the Xander. Don't speak Latin in front of the books. <laughs> uh, El libro in sente. <laughs> Uh, and who gets the wooden spoon? Well, I actually wrote Giles or everyone. <laughs> I think I, maybe the Scoobs should get the wooden uh, spoon. I went with Jonathan because before you do big world-changing spells, maybe read the fine print on the consequences. Yeah, but it seems like... These spells wouldn't exist if people cared about the consequences. It's a mm-hmm. double-edged sword. And as Adam had said earlier, these th- they're unstable and they're doomed to fail. And every time we see 
the grand scheme ones have they've all failed. So everyone thinks this time I'll do it properly. So yeah. So uh, again, how did he cast it? We never find out how he cast that nope. spell. It's never. It's just all off screen. No. Nope. Has he shown any wit interest into the occults or anything like that? Like for a beginner, that seems like a pretty big spell to cast. No. Is it or is it really just that easy? Maybe it's really just that easy. Yeah. Well, I suppose you can set a book on fire just by saying two words. So yeah. the fact that you can just throw some salt around and... Uh, well, it looked like he must have had to have carved that symbol into his skin. It was on his back though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. So perhaps he had some help. Oh, okay. Hmm. Ah, yeah. 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 Think about it. Yeah, maybe, no, maybe, you're right. maybe he met a possible trio person. Um, Three people. No, 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 I don't know. Oops, I've said too much. I've said too much. All right. All right. uh, Who's the MVP of this I just said Jonathan. (laughs) Jonathan? (laughs) Well, he came good in the end and he didn't really hurt people that bad. (laughs) Yeah, I went Buffy because it is that weird thing. It's just always Buffy, isn't it? Well, she does actually work out that there's... Yeah, something wrong. Like she does get that uncanny valley where she yeah, can't. Yeah. She knows something's wrong, but she can't put her finger on it. Yeah, no, it's it's Buffy. I just don't want to say Buffy every time, but <laughs> in this case, <laughs> and this Buffy. guy, I went for the complete opposite person. The person you picked as a wooden spoon, but yeah, well, you're right, it's Buffy. But yeah, but again, like he he was really he was trying to he wanted to be a part of their group. He wanted to be. Around them, like he he did that big spell, but he could have gone anywhere in the world. He could have been anywhere, mm. and he chose to be around Buffy, who you know probably wasn't a great idea because Buffy is, you know, a highly intuitive mm. uh, slayer uh, that kind of ends up working this sort of stuff out. Kind of like kidnapping a precious bat and then hiring Ace Ventura to find who took it. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yep. Uh, what do you rate this episode out of ten? I gave it five copies of O Jonathan. <laughs> I gave it seven out of ten Jonathan swimsuit calendars. Oh. Wanna trade? <laughs> or was it a gift? It's a gift. Yeah, that's uh I know it's been weird because we've done two double episodes. I know, yeah. Uh, big episodes we've done. We did a movie episode, so we've been pretty busy with life trying to catch up with these episodes because we've been lagging a little bit. So, yeah, making up for time. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've got life stuff going life on. Life stuff's going on, yes. So, uh, do you want to wrap this up? Is there anything else you wanted to add, Eddie? I'm just ready to push it. You want to yep. push it? You go. Okay. Yep. Well... I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And you can hit us on the internet, Eddie. Yeah, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group. And you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And if you want to help support the podcast, please follow the link tree on the socials to our merch store. Yes. So, yeah, shout us a like, a comment, anything. You want us to chair. So, all right. Catch you later. See you next time. Bye. Grr.
Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good-looking?